Welcome to today's showdown between Game of Thrones and Attack of Titan and which one will claim the number one spot of being my favourite show. Like, I am probably the most indecisive person probably ever and at the moment they're both on number one but you can't love two things the same. You have to love one more than the other and yeah this episode will basically be me trying to decide something and find out which one conquers the other though i'll put it out there i love them both i think that some of the the greatest shows that i've ever watched are these two but the people need answers they need to know which one i love the most yeah, that's the that's the intro, and yeah, Sephira here, by the way, and I'll be you know choosing my favorite child. You know, which this decision has taken me a couple of weeks. <laughs> you know, I'm a I'm a quick thinker like that, and yeah, it's it's been a tough one, but we'll we'll see. Like, um, in terms of characters, which one? has the better characters. Um, it's difficult because both of the characters are written so well. The developments of the characters are amazing in both of the shows. Um, even the ones, I mean, Game of Friends, I would say they have more hateable characters. And the char- and you do again similar with Attack on Titan you change your mind of characters all the time but even then no characters in Game of Thrones that are ever to me anyway are ever redeemed so like once they do something kind of bad I'm like okay that's it <laughs> you know <laughs> which all of them do to be fair some I can forgive some I don't like Jamie Lannister I know he had a, a you know a redemption but he a redemption arc in a, in a way but he didn't redeem himself for me I'm afraid I you know wasn't a massive wasn't a massive fan of him and you know or any of the Lannisters although you know you, you love to hate them and I, I hate all of them apart from Tywin the dad <laughs> who let's face it was to me the most <laughs> The most attractive of the show. How to put it out there, you know. Jon Snow is great, but... Child's Dance? Yeah. I have problems, it's fine. This is my therapy, though. So, like, for that one, none of them does better than the other. So, both of them have amazing characters that are done so differently. Um, I, you know, Game of Thrones, they definitely have more main characters, as there isn't one main character. They all have their own, like, even how it is in the books, they have a chapter. Whereas, you know, it's about them, what they're doing at the moment. Even though there's there's main houses and main people in those houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is no, no main character, unlike Attack of Titan, where there's, you know, there's there's one one main character and there's side characters who steal it. But, I, I, yeah, no, I can't. Levi is in the Attack of Titans characters, so I can't. And Danny is in Game of Thrones, so it's 
both both win that one in terms of characters. I yeah, I can't pick. This is going really great. I'm designing so much already. Like, but the the plots of them, like, oh, they both have amazing plots as well. This is so hard. This is really difficult. <laughs> um, but I, I guess. Again, I'm thinking about the series, so I'm going to, like, forget about the books of Game of Thrones. Um, I mean, look at this, especially the first, the first season or the first two seasons, you know, the pacing of it is, I mean, I don't mind a slow pacer, if anything, I prefer that. Um, but some of it, you know, there is things in there that's like, it distracts from the plot, and there's like, there's so much plot going on, but instead, you know, let's it's, it's just put some things to distract from it and which sometimes it could be unnecessary whereas Attack on Titan you know because it isn't trying to be a big controversial um thing and it's just, it's just an anime well not just an anime but you know what I mean it's everything in there is is needed unlike you know with with most series it's in live action there's there's stuff there that's you know that, that could have been like didn't have to be in there but I get get why it was and it, you know it does die down I think we all know what I mean by um yeah but but I guess the plot with Game of Thrones it is that there's so much so much going on there's so many plots which in a way it's it's very complicated plots but in also very simple because it is all about at the end, it is all about who is going to rule the Seven Kingdoms, who's going to, you know, um, unite the kingdoms and take the Iron Throne, and that's what you're rooting for. Um, Attack of Titans, I have no, in a way, no idea what's going on. <laughs> but and I guess in a good way, because it, it's changing all the time. I guess it's very realistic, like, objectives change with war. It's not just about, okay, this is it. It's all about, you know, taking down all Titans, which was, I guess, was the plot of the first season, but then... The more you understood, the more, you know, the plot changed, the objective and the goal changed. So, for plot, I think Attack on Titan just takes the thing with the plot, just for how they get on with it so well, and how even subplots, that there's not too many of them. Um, and when there is, it does, it all does link to a big picture. And for this, I will have to be counting um, the last season of Game of Thrones. I, I ha as much as I want to ignore it, it is it is canon for the series. If I took the you know the book ending, that means I'd have to disregard the whole series because there's things in the book that did not happen in the series, and and vice versa, and you know changes. And I'd have to. Tyrion has a nose, so we can't in the series. So we can't really can't really ignore yeah can't really ignore that and yes to be fair I can't just you know not count the stuff I don't like about it and be like yeah no that doesn't happen um but in terms of like you know emotional investment and how emotionally invested I am in both in these series I I can't I got into Game of Thrones and to be fair same with Attack on Titan when it was almost completed as I'm too impatient. I don't know how 
people can wait years for the next season or even a year for the next season. We're having to do that one show and it's like, I, I don't know, no, I can't, I can't. I'm an Aries. It's, impo- it's impossible. Getting me to wait, wait for stuff, I know. It, it's been proving really difficult. Even waiting a week to, to get the next Attack on Titan episode is it's honestly... <laughs> The anxiety is real, and, and no one tells you about it. No one talks about this kind of stuff. So I'm, you know, opening up a conversation about it. You know, my Twitter is going to be a support group for waiting and patience and all that kind of stuff, because it's tough. But yeah, emotional investment. I, I was very, I mean... I'm very emotionally invested in, particularly, I know, it, it comes to no surprise that my favourite character in Game of Thrones is Daenerys, and my favourite house is the Targaryen house. And, yeah, you do, you you definitely, you, you root for them. And, yeah, definitely rooted for, rooted for her. And wanted so much for her. And I guess that was my emotional investment into that. But not a lot of, I mean, there's so much emotional stuff going on, but a lot of it, you, you feel anger at the majority of it. And with certain characters, you know, you just, it, it just, it's a, there, there's a rage, there's a rage kind of thing there. Um, yeah, so I'll probably say that I am more, I say, emotionally invested into um, Attack of Titans, but I think only because that is, it's it's new to me, and I'm experiencing the last season, and I'm, I guess it's not disappointed me at the moment, whereas you, you, you become, you, I became numb to any kind of a, um, of anything sad that happened in season eight because it was just like no, 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 I don't, I don't want to count this. This doesn't happen. This shouldn't happen. You know, D and D. You know, remember. I don't know. Do they remember the the first? The, the previous seasons, I, I don't know, I, don't, I think they completely forgot about who the characters were, anyway, <laughs> around about that, I'll probably have to give Game of Thrones its, its own episode at some point, and it's, I won't just be bashing season 8, because I think it's been a bit too much bashing of it, but then it's deserved, it was, you know, it's the greatest TV show of all time, but it's also become the, the greatest disappointment, and that's sad, it's really sad. So yeah, but you know, both what both of these series do really, really well is their action sequences, and um, like you know, Game of Thrones Battle of the Bastards was amazing. It kind, it definitely has that kind of um, it what it reminded me like when I watched um, Endgame, and you have Cap there and just by himself and the whole of the um, Thanos' army. That gave me lot. That gave me Battle of the Bastard vibes. You know, with yeah. If you've seen it, you know, you know what it. You know why. So yeah, that lasted. But you know, that wouldn't be my favorite action sequences. All my favorite action sequences are, of course, um, anything um, Daenerys and Drogon do, particularly when she takes down the Iron Fleet. Which I think that's, that's season seven. Which to be fair, that was awesome stuff. Awesome stuff in season seven. So if I'm to go by the book, I have to erase season seven. And I don't want to do that because season seven was really good. Again, I don't know how popular that opinion is, but I like season seven. It was it was going places. 
And, you know, the development didn't seem... And again, she was not mad then. Come on, guys. She deserved better. That's all I'm saying. So if I'm comparing that to my favourite Attack on Titans, like, action scene... I can't even pick one. <laughs> Pretty much everything Levi does. Um, it's like, would it be... I don't know. It's my favourite from Attack on Titan. Kenny and Levi. I love, I love that one. I love that one. Or is it like him and the Titans? I would... Uh, or is... Well... I don't know. But then No Regrets. He has so good action scenes. Okay, so if I'm com um, okay, if I'm comparing like action sequences, I will have to give it to Attack of Titans only because I can say more that I like with Game of Thrones. It's not so much the action, and again with the with the dragons and all that, it is it's amazing. But other than like up until really season eight, there's not a whole lot other than like you know obviously it's, it's very violent game of friends um there's not a ton not really a ton of action scenes i can really recall other than like you know battle scenes um but even then they don't really hold and they're more emotional than um visual action whereas you know the but then again you know attack on titans all the you know, it's pretty much pure rage, which is what all their action scenes are. So I think, yeah, they both do action scenes well, but I, I think I can name more. Maybe because I do need to rewatch Game of Friends, but I guess it, you know, the rewatchability of it has, you know, isn't isn't as great. I'm not as wanting to rewatch the whole season again, the well, whole series again, because it's like, rewatch it just to get that outcome it's like no i didn't necessarily need it all to be happy i didn't need everyone to live and everyone to get the outcome i wanted it wasn't because you know who i wanted to win didn't it's it was just how it was like if you're going to create this um, you know this this character who no daenerys was not perfect not at all but a villain and it was just it, it felt really really lazy to just go back on the whole targaryen madness again when and her becoming her father despite you know type in the previous season that is you know admitting her father was a, an evil man and that she's do not you know hold a daughter responsible for the sins of her father and then what does she do the next season it's yeah i don't know what was i oh i'm still <laughs> done that bit but yeah sorry just went off there i had to i'm, I'm passionate i'm passionate i loved it so much but yeah so yeah, why I I could rewatch it and recap on some of the action scenes, but it's the it's the disappointment. So I think Attack on Titan, maybe because I most recently watched it, and I I love Levi, I love Levi so much. It's it's no secret we had a big confession about it last time. So it's yeah no I'm I'm done I'm done keeping this a secret. I think everyone knows, everybody knows.
Yeah, so I think they're very, very close to that one, but, you know, I think Attack on Titan, no, actually, no, 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 both, both. <laughs> I'm not choosing, I'm not picking. Because then I remember that the, the Targaryen theme that happens during these Aquan sequences, both. Both. I'm not picking. Okay, now, like, villains. Attack on Titan. There's, like, there's people you, you hate. Gabby, Zeke, I hate you. I really, really do. But then, they're not really... I wouldn't call them... To, obviously, to me, they're the worst people in the series. And they don't deserve a life. Although, <laughs> Zeke and Levi are really given a great... Um, <laughs> it's great, like great content, you know. Just you know, Zeke and being a frightened of Levi and Levi just you know threatening to, you know, cut him up every every opportunity he can really. So I love that. But again, there's no overall villain. Even Raina, um, when it was, in a way, he was he should have been the villain when he was called out, but he wasn't. He was just um, Marley's Eren, who even I can't even consider Eren a villain. I know he's meant to be, and I know at the moment, I guess he's meant to be the show's villain in time to come. But at the moment, he's not, and he's just, he's a very conflicted, he's doing what he thinks he has to do. Um, so I guess there's humanity to the, to the, even the people who are meant to be the villains. Um... Game of Thrones villains, on the other hand, they have no souls. They have, you know, they are pure evil. I don't know whether there's one good attribute to Cersei and Joffrey. Cersei, I guess she she loves her children. I I give her that. That's it. That's a, that's a that's a good attribute. There's nothing that she does that is heartwarming. She doesn't show any kind of regret, and neither does just Joffrey. And you know. And the deaths of, of villains in Game of Thrones are very satisfying. You re you rewind it, you watch it again. I'd probably do that when Zeke dies, if he ever gets it. But even then, I, I don't know if I hate him that much to... Actually, I probably do. Yeah, I'd be reminding that as well. But, yeah, it's just something so satisfying as, of a villain death in, in Game of Thrones. It's because they are amazingly written villains. So yeah, Game of Thrones. You have you have the better villains. You know that's 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 an you know that's an easy one. That's an easy one. Like character deaths as well. Like which you know, character deaths is how I I hate them, but it's also how I get invested in a show. Um, and both of these shows because the theme of both of them are are war really. And. They both have, it's the humanity surrounding war, and it's the nature of war. It's violent, it's grotesque, it's deaths. It's not just main characters die because, you know, that's what that's what happens in war. It's not just all the unimportant people that die. It's, you know, it's your, it's your mains too. They're not exempt from it. It's not just the bad, you know, all the baddies die, all the all the good guys live. It's It's not like that because in a way there's no bad or good it's a matter of perception which is i guess what's interesting about um 
season four is that the first few episodes were about Marley's perspective. And I guess showing how they view things. They're wrong, obviously, but, you know, it's st- it was still interesting. So, yeah, and that's what they, ba- they both do it so brilliantly. So when, you know, a character dies, there's a lot of, you know, emotional weight to it. I think with Attack on Titan, especially in the first when characters were dying, um, you don't really know too much of who they were, and I can name a couple of characters that, that died that um, were sad, but they happened in the, the later seasons, as I knew their names, and I knew them, like, you know, um, spoilers, Marco, Marco, I miss you Marco, Irvin, and Sasha, um, yeah, their deaths really, you know, they they were sad. However, Game of Thrones, I can list so many characters and so many deaths that died. And I, I knew their names. I knew who they were. I cared about them. I screamed. I, you know, I cried. Even when I wasn't necessarily very happy with, um, you know, season eight, it was still very emotional watching any deaths happen in it. Because, again, it wasn't... You know, again, but that was a lot of anger in that one as well. Like, what, 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 what? Um, but yeah, you know, a lot of emotional thing, especially how it, you know, the deaths affect the character. Um, and yeah, there's just so many deaths I can list of Game of Thrones that had an impact. Um, even from the first season, when you think, oh, okay, you know, that's the main character, you know, there's going to be a rescue. No. No, the, who you think is the main character in season one? They don't. They don't make it. <laughs> and the weight of that um, death still carries through to the last season. So you know, character deaths, Game of Thrones. They they do it. They do it better. They do it more. They do it more. Um, I mean, there's no, <laughs> there's nothing spared, you know, Terry, I mean, just Red Wedding, the Red Wedding, that's, that's, an, I think, enough to make it the victor. Like, um, now, like, for music, music of anything, I'm, I love, I do just love um, compositions and things like that, and themes, tunes, and, and oh, love it, love it. As you know, I think directors, actors, and whatever, it's not necessarily that the music, the music, and it's that they, they put with it that just makes it so much more impactful. And with, you know, Attack of Titan, that their music is, is amazing. It has, the themes are, are good. They're really good. They're really catchy. And, you know, it's, it's, it's badass music. It is it's really good. But the themes, I mean, of, of Game of Thrones, um, each house has their theme, and you have it, it will be reoccur, like, during, um, like, even the Targaryen theme, which I don't know, which is on at the moment, is absolutely, is glorious, and it can tell you, it tells you so much about the characters when you listen to it, like, when, you know, listen to the Targaryen theme, you hear greatness, when you listen to the Stark theme, you hear, um, pain and you hear grief 
when you listen to the Alanis' theme, it's um, Malice. And that tells you so much about all of the houses and when it plays during certain scenes and, you know, during, I guess, Danny's best moments, when you'd have the Targaryen theme playing when she, um, especially, at, like, at the end of season one as well, when she emerges from the the pyre unharmed and you hear that Targaryen music, it is is awesome. And even, you know, the Iron Fleet scene, you have that awesome awesome Targaryen music come down and and Darkeries or I think that's how you say it and boom there they go so yeah no, I do I love the Game of Thrones music more than anything in terms of a TV show or to be fair even anything Game of Thrones has the best the best music in it it's got to be done and the, and the composer um Daenerys was his favourite character and his wife's favourite character, so that's why he made the Targaryen, well, the Targaryen theme so epic. That and they're the best house, and I'm looking forward to House of Dragon, um, because imagine that theme, like, as the, the intro. Oh, so much of that theme. I love it. I love it. It's awesome. Awesome. Now, like, another category that I, like, put down as being important, <laughs> you know, of like which show has the most attractive characters because I am shallow like that that's that's a massive <laughs> that's a big deal like and to be fair when watching Attack on Titan I, I was not there for eye candy I, I thought that was odd uh, you know no it's you know it, it's cartoon like there can't be any no I'm here for the plot that's what you can be here for can you be there for anything else? No. Um, but yeah, I never really, in Game of Thrones, found any... No, obviously, Daenerys is gorgeous. But in terms of my orientation, no, other than... Other than <laughs> Daddy Tywin. <laughs> no, yeah, no one, like... You know, yeah, Rob Stark, you know, he was nice, but when he's in Cinderella and Bodyguard, that's when Richard Madden is at his peak. Yeah, and again, Red Wedding, so again, that didn't really last long. Um, yeah, Jon Snow, yeah, he was, he was pretty, he was pretty. But then you compare it to Levi in Attack of Titans, who... Not only, I think, I don't think it's just, I think it's his voice, his face, um, how he moves, how, you know, what he says, his uh, charisma, his presence as well. I'm just listing all the ways that he's attractive. Um, yeah, so I, <laughs> they win for that one because it's, it's Levi, it is Levi. And, you know, he's, you know, he's on par in terms of attractiveness as, you know, Timothy Chalamet and Johnny Depp. He's on, yeah, he's on par with those, you know. I, I can't, in my rankings of marriageable men, and, you know, my suitors, as as I should call it. Um, yeah, no, no Game of Thrones actors are there, so 
you know, Attack of Titans, you have <laughs> you have one slash two, but because of the quality of them, it, it, it's quality over quantity. So that they, you know, they win that one. What can I say? Like, what show am I more obsessed with? Now, that's the that's the big question. Like, I'm. Uh, I'm obsessed with Levi and I'm obsessed with both of the shows and I guess that's why I'm so, you know, angry at the show of um, Game of Thrones is because I was so obsessed with it. Um, I mean, that one, I can't really say which one I'm more obsessed with without being unfair and biased because, you know, Game of Thrones ended about, um, about just, you know, over a year ago. So, of course, my obsession level mm-hmm. and... Especially if it has ended on kind of a, a bad note. Of course, it's kind of um, not as what it used to be. Um, whereas a show that, of course, that I'm I'm watching and that I'm involved with right now, of course, I'm obsessed with it. Um, but like in a year's in a year's time, will I still be obsessed with with the show? Or if I find another one, will I be obsessed with that one more? So that one, um, obviously, at the time and at the moment. Of course, I'm more obsessed with Attack on Titan. Again, it's new. It's Levi. It's <laughs> it's all that, and it's 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 in the midst of their final season. It is, you know, it's it's all tense. It's all, you know, the anxiety is real. Of course, it's obsession. Though I do have more Attack on Titans merch than Game of Thrones merch. I think. If I don't count my pyjamas, <laughs> then, you know, that's the winner. But, again, that one is kind of kind of unfair. As when, you know, Game of Thrones was was out, I was, you know, I was proper, proper obsessed with it. But I didn't really, but no one I knew was into it. Um, not that liked it. I know my sister watched it a little bit afterwards, but she didn't like it. So, yeah, there's no one to obsess over it with. Unlike Attack of Titan, I am obsessing with that, like, much more publicly than Game of Thrones. Because I do feel like I have to uh, defend Game of Thrones all the time. Um, so when I talk about it, like, oh, no, yeah, but there's this and this and this and that. And it's like, yeah, fine, but you forget about it. Ignore it. You know, it's it's easy to do. Just look at the, look at the real, look at the plot. The plot is amazing. So yeah, that one is a it's an unfair kind of comparison. So I guess I won't really say so much about that one. Now, this is this is going to be the the toughest one. This is not the overall decision yet, but my favorite characters: Daenerys Targaryen versus Captain Levi. I'm not saying his last name. I butchered it last episode. I'm sorry. Um... Which one of these, which one of these conquer, conquer my heart? And, um, you know, again, I love them both. They're, but, you know, along with, you know, Harry, Harry James Potter, they are my favourite characters in, in fiction. Um, they are, they are awesome. You know, Daenerys, you know, she was inspired by so many people, but I know, um, Cleopatra offered a small. She was a, s- a small inspiration um, to the creation of her character, and we all know how much I love Cleopatra. 
and yeah, and you can see why, you know, Daenerys, she has that, um, has, yeah, definitely has that story of this very timid, um, you know, this, this, you know, young girl who was, you know, she's 13 in the books, 17 in the uh, movie, who is sold to this, um, very feared group of people who were, you know, well known for their bloodshed and being controlled, abused and manipulated by her brother. And you see what, how far, how far she comes, even from the first episode, she gets stronger and stronger, but she goes through so much grief, but she keeps coming out even stronger. She loses pretty much everybody. You know, including some, you know, some of her her children, her her dragons, and and you know the one thing that I I do love about uh, the one scene in season eight that I did really like um, it was this one shot where um, she lands down just after conquering, getting her what she deserved. And what should have been hers, you know, you had the the Drogon's wings go up behind her, and she, you know, looks like some kind of, you know, showing her as a dragon queen that she is. And when you compare that to how we saw her in the first season, she goes through so much. And, you know, it's a shame that they, they butchered her character. And... You know, the even, and I think we're all frustrated, but I don't think, you know, Amelia Clark was frustrated because the writers, you know, they told her, you know, oh yeah, no, Daenerys, you need to play her, you know, she needs to be cold. And yeah, Amelia Clark went to me like, no, don't, don't tell me how to play my girl. I, I know how to, I, you know, I, she's, she's been with her for, for years and she knows how to play her. She knows how Daenerys should be. And they really needed to listen to that. Um, but, you know, the tragedy of Daenerys, I think because of how she was, who she was inspired by, you know, who inspired the character, there was an inevitable thing of tragedy to the characters, but I think tragic characters, I have a, hot, um, a soft spot <laughs> a soft spot for I you know the more tragic you make their backstories the better you know even a a tragic tragic beginning to an an awesome end or even a a tragic end is fine it's just all about how it's done so uh, I won't so yeah I I love Daenerys I, I do love her I think she's an amazing an amazing character um then you know, Cap- you know, on the other hand, there's Captain Levi, which I won't go on, um, you know, breaking down his character purely because of how he looks, because that's just... No, that's not right, you know? Although, yeah, that is one thing I like, of course, I like about his character, you know? I, I, There's no secret, there's no secret in that. But, um, again, how we see him... Well, not, we, in the first um, season, how we, how we first see him, we see him as this very strong, mighty you know humanity's strongest soldier we see him you know slicing through a couple of titans by himself that's how he you know one of the first times we see him um and 
and, and we see how he is, but then you, 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 you know, of course you're curious about him now. We see how strong he is, but there's something in his demeanor, there's something with how, um, you know, his facial expressions, it's like, okay, what was going on there? You know, what, what happened to you? Who hurt you? <laughs> he gives off those kind of, those kind of vibes, you know. And even him, like, being small, it turns out that has a, you know, that there's an explanation to that later on when you find out more. So it's, you, you learn about his character in reverse. And then, you know, when you get to know regrets, or to be fair, so, you know, in the first episode, the first time you, you properly see him, he loses people. And how he deals with that, it's like, okay, you've dealt with this before, you've... You know too well how to handle it, but it still seems it still seems tough on him, and that he's hard, and that he is losing people never becomes easier. But you can still tell that he's he's definitely lost a lot before. So you're intrigued with this character. You know who who else is he? Who else has he lost? Where where did he? How did he come from? How did he come to be? You know, and um. Yeah, you you learn more about him. You you find out little quirks about him that are really humorous, like you know, drinking tea. I love tea. <laughs> so yeah, this really strong soldier. He like with a little teacup and like a little apron on, and you know, cleaning. It's it's the most adorable thing. Um, it's great. I love it. I love that little quirk about him. How you know, dirt can be the most thing that you, you're terrified of if you're in a squad. You, you don't want any dirt because that's when he um, is at his scariest. So, I, you know, I love that. And he's just, you know, he's a, a badass character. Anyway, like, you know, his action sequences and how he fights and everything like that is awesome. Um, I did speak a bit more about that in the in the previous episode about, you know, the movement. And how, you know, how really interesting that was. Um, but then, yeah, you, know, you get to know regrets. Um, you get to parts of season three when you see a bit more about where he's from. Um, and how you see him as this, you know, this as a, as a boy, as a, as a young boy who was probably the, the weakest person, the weakest being, you know, in there who couldn't really hold his head up without a struggle and then how you and then you compare to how you saw him but the first time you saw him he was cutting through titans other times you saw him he was cutting down you know um, massive female titans and destroying them and then and you see him in in this light um as very vulnerable and that's you know other than in there is times that you still see him as vulnerable and they are the i guess the i guess my favorite favorite parts of him is when when you do see that and the most interesting part and if anything he gets in a way more more vulnerable as it goes on but, you know and the, you know the loss of kenny and that their dynamic with each other was really it was really sad in a way especially when he you know tells him about you know being his uncle and it's yeah and levi just you know i guess felt a lot with that one and the you know first and then the next time you see him like smile in present time it's because he really needed needed cheering up and yes yeah, so his character is a very complicated one it's a very well written one and considering he was meant to be 
apparently I heard that he's made a, he was an accident, wasn't meant to be created, like, mm, don't know, don't know about that one, that's just a cover-up, but, yeah, it's just amazing, especially, and you know, that again, when he lost his friends and no regrets, and that rage, when he unlocked his, um, Ackerman powers, you know, and though he was, I know he was strong before, and he was skilled before, but then, you know, he unlocked something completely Unlock something else in it, which I again, you know, can mirror, you know, Daenerys unlocking her true potential. Um, yeah, just like how they're they're written so well, and you know, you see him like that, and then you remember he's, you know, he used to be this malnourished, you know, um, boy who never saw daylight, which explains his. Um, characteristics and yeah you 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 understand more why he's so what's happened to him and but he even though he appears cold he appears heartless or whatever uh, as his demeanor we we know that and he's shown more that uh, he know he's not he still cares he still doesn't want his comrades to die he doesn't want to lose anymore and um i've seen like you know parts of the parts of the manga that concerned well little pictures of it that concern Levi, and what's going to, which you know I won't say about, but I I think it does show where he is kind of going to go, and how, what what you want for him, and you know I I do want something good for Levi. I do want him to have a satisfying end to his character. I would I would hate to you know for all the characters I like to just be in the last seasons um but yeah so you know if i had to pick one which is what i've got to do i can't just pick both again as much as i want to um i would again i can't ignore the character of daenerys in season eight because that happened that is whether i like it or not that happened i have to count it um and though I feel bad because again it's tragic what happened to her character, um, and in a way I could have I could have seen it I could have understood it. Of course she lost so much. Her going mad and just would have been it would have been natural if she didn't just get what she wanted. Um, and in a way, you know, she doesn't, um, you know, th- th- there is, you know, flaws to her character. Sometimes, you know, she can be too trusting with some people, but then not listen to advice. Other times, Levi, he is more, he will, he does seem much more that he is, he knows what he is, knows what he's doing. And he has, he has a quirk. He has a, he has a humor and a quirk that I really, really like about him. Which I, again, you know. There is funny characters in Game of Thrones, but none that really amused me. But yeah, when Levi shows up, I do get excited. I'm like, yes, Levi, and I, you know, it's, yeah, it's a whole load of excitement. So, out of Levi and Daenerys, I'm sorry, my queen, but it's, um, it's, it's Levi. It's Levi. Levi is, is the winner of, um, my favorite characters. Which just leaves us to the overall, which one is my favourite, Game of Thrones or 
Attack on Titan. Which one's number two? Which one's number? Which one's number one? Because again, I can't. I can't love them both the same. I can love them differently. I can. I can still love them both. But I, I from from watching the shows and what I'm getting from the shows and what how I can talk about like if I can rewatch a show and binge watch it all over again, experience it again. Um, because I mean, season eight is a massive deal to how I view the show now, and I think that is the biggest shame about it. We can't forget it as much as we want to that does come into consideration when we think about the show in future, when we want to watch rewatch the show. Which is what the writers needed to think about. Um, so, but you know, not just because, you know, Game of Thrones, you know, ended ended badly that I, I'm gonna you know, choose this one. Um, but again because I'm just I'm so hooked on something I never thought I would be. I knew I'd like Game of Thrones. But I did not expect to to love Attack on Titan. Not as much as I did when I would, I think, last um, episode, I rewatched about three to four times. And yeah, it, it was just, it's so good. It's so good. So, um, I'm gonna, you know, decisions being made. And this pharaoh chooses... Attack on Titan. That's the top spot. That is my number one favorite show. Game of Thrones. I love you so much. I still, I still love you, no matter how terrible. Well, not terrible because it was well made. Um, but no matter how much I did not like your last season, you know you're still number two, and you're still beating so many of the shows. And you were number one for a glorious amount of years. But I, I can't deny that I am obsessed with the show. And not because it's just, it's it's new and it's exciting. Um, I do generally see myself being um, obsessed with it for a long time. Again, depending on how the season ends. Um, I might have to do an update and go, no, okay, that's it. You know, Game of Thrones is the winner. Um, but for the moment, my favourite show... My favourite show is Attack on Titan, and, and you know, there you go, there you have it. The answer to the question that no one asked, but um, I needed, for, for myself, I needed to be decisive. I needed to choose, I needed to, you know, and that does not mean that I, I don't love Game of Thrones anymore, because of course I do. It just means re-watching it, I'm in no rush to rewatch it, whereas I've... Already, you know, I, I just finished um, season three about what, a couple of weeks ago, and I've already watched it uh, twice, you know, because <laughs> I, I, love, I love season three so much. Um, and yeah, and I, I do see, I do want to watch it again from the beginning. And yeah, I, I definitely see whatever they're going to do with the characters, it's, it's not going to be a disappointment. I'm not going to look at first season Aaron and be like, oh gosh, what did they do to his character? Because it's like, no, no, it makes sense. You've got to think, oh, okay, I'll look at um, first season's Aaron and I'll, I'll, you know, be sad about how hopeful and he used to be. And, yeah, see him in a new... And, you know, like, he goes through changes, but it makes so much sense. And it's... it's like, There's nothing I'm disappointed. There's nothing like, I'm like, oh, they should have done this. Why did they do it like that? 
so far there is none of that and if they do what they have to do it's i think it's for you know for a reason even if levi does end up you know dying in this season i oh my god i'm touching all the all the whatever um i hope that doesn't happen but if it does i it isn't going to be something out of his character it's not going to be something that's um going to be disappointing it's going to be something you know heartbreaking of course it's going to be really really heartbreaking but i don't think it's going to take from re-watching it again i will still be able to rewatch it and just cry every time levi's on screen i will be able to do that and i'll be able to be brave and join support groups and you know levi simping anonymous or whatever whatever you want to call it so yeah so that's the winner so yeah, you know, if you want any updates on my next my next episodes or, you know, or just want to see some Levi simping, then follow my Twitter at Operaferum for a whole lot of for a whole lot of simping and a whole lot of obsession over lots of things. Um and yeah, I would be doing more, you know, Egyptian episodes, so you know, again let me know which um parts of ancient Egypt you you know, want to know about. So yeah, glad you stuck with me this long. Is this slightly longer? Because this was a tough decision. It was really tough. And it was close. It was super close for the longest time. But I, I think one just slightly just takes the takes the lead. And um, yeah, so I end this episode here. Thank you very much for joining, and I hope to see you next week. Pharaoh out.